What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and the Shiznit. California, this is the Shiznit, and your hosts, Damon Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dean O'Reilly. Now, put your hands together for the Shiznit. Well, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. A good day, Charlie Bell. Hello. Hello. Good day, Weasel. Good day, my good man. <laughs> what it is, what it was, what it's going to be. What it do. What it does. What it did. We <laughs> shall overcome. <laughs> <laughs> what's been up, peoples? What's been going on with you? Oh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, some of you, some of you might have heard this, but uh, I, I'm an actor. Right, I, right. I've, uh, I've, I've done things on television and film. <laughs> Quite extensively. Yeah, but just not recently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a theater company. We're called uh, Neo Ensemble Theater. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, like every every few months or so, we we have we have monologues. We we uh, some of them. Uh, for those of you who don't know, monologue is is basically one person talking. Uh, not to be confused with a soliloquy. A soliloquy is one person talking, but he's sharing his thoughts to the audience. He's talking to the audience. A monologue is that you're talking to other people in the room. Um, <clears throat> so, I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, basically, we have a monologue contest, which is a, an opportunity for uh, for us to uh, uh, to perform perform uh, um, uh, like most actors three minutes alone on stage. Uh, what, what most actors want three minutes alone on stage, so we can just talk about me, me, me. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, er- so most er- actors are three minute men, exactly, oh. or or, th- or three minute women. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which ain't that bad. <laughs> you could get a lot done in three minutes. Right? Actually, actually, most most actors would, would could go on for like twenty minutes. <laughs> Give them a uh, stage and some lights. Uh, and uh, anyway, uh, every uh, every few uh, weeks we have a monologue contest, and the winners uh, get to participate in a showcase we call Best of the Best. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told after one of these uh, monologue showcases that I was that I was a winner, uh, that I was in uh, best of the best. Yay! So, uh, being the hard working procrastinator that I am, I didn't bother to uh, do any more showcases. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I can quit now. <laughs> I don't feel like it. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, the, the showcase is uh, this uh, uh, next, uh, next, not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after next, uh, the 9th, uh, we're having our best of the best. And the day was rolling up, and I had not been getting any uh, emails uh, telling me, you know, what to pre- what to do, what, what to prepare. And uh, so finally, I I, uh, I sent uh, an email to uh, the person in charge of it. She calls back. She's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you you called back. We need somebody to work the parking lot. <gasps> and, oh, and hell you, no! You can you, you can work the parking lot, and then uh, and then uh, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. when you're done with that, you can uh, you can be at the uh, reception afterwards. And uh, like, bitch, I'm a, I'm a lesbian. They don't do Denzel like that. Mm-mm. Like, what, what are you talking about? I'm a lesbian. I'm a damn good lesbian. I've been on all kind of uh, shows. You're stupid. I'm, I, I am the greatest. Thespian. Oh, the, it's, uh, wait, what? what is it? Thespian. Thespian? Yes, it's like lesbian with a lisp. <laughs> or, or well, no, well, let's, what, what, what do you do with this? I'm like a gay lesbian. <laughs> a lesbian with a gay accent. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Thespian. Thespian. That's the end. That's the end. That's the end. Uh, okay, I understand that. <laughs> anyway, how, Go did ahead, you get, how did you get out of this bag of tricks? <laughs> Be- Felix. The, cat. <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful cat. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, anyway, it, it just, it, I was like, oh, uh, well, uh, you, you told me I had won. Uh, uh, that, you know, that I, that I was in. Oh, no, you're not on any of my lists. <gasps> And I said, I said, Ooh. well, yeah. I said, yeah. I got the, I got the email and stuff where we talked about it and, and all that. And so, eventually, I mean, it, it's like I've been in this company since uh, for almost twenty years now. And, and uh, it's a good company. They have some very talented people. Oh, thank you, including mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. And um, <clears throat> so she, she just said, okay, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just put you in. So you conned your way in. To the best <laughs> I of the best. did. <laughs> I did. Well, I was gonna have Kanye come up there. <laughs> Damon Stanford. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you be, finish. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. Damon Stanford. Yeah, before I interrupt this this this, this white girl right here, Damon Stanford. He really should be up here. He's right. really the best of the best. Right. And I, so I don't understand why this is going on and he's not participating I, I, in this. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish parking cars. I'm gonna let you finish parking them cars. But then you need to come up here and show these motherfuckers what a real thespian is about. Right after Kim gets up here and shows her ass. <laughs> Honey, come on, show him your ass, and then so Damon Stanford can get up here and do his thing. So, so Damon don't show his ass. <laughs> but uh, so you know, anyway, so on 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 June ninth, uh, Tuesday, June ninth at uh, oh what time? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, eight o'clock, I believe, at the Odyssey Theater. Uh, it's a twelve twelve dollar admission. Uh, I will be participating in Neo Ensemble Theater's Best of the Best. Cool. So, uh, which, uh, which, what piece are you doing? Can you? Or can it's you called. Say, is it? It's called America's Meat Heart. I never heard of that. What's it from? Uh, it's uh, something I wrote. 
Oh, oh cool. Yeah. yeah. Original. That's, that's, is this your first time doing something that you wrote? No, no. Oh, okay. I, that's, in fact, uh, uh, being in Neo, uh, doing the monologues, uh, showcases is what started me writing. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, uh, at first I would do other, other the monologues of, uh, other people. Right. And, um, then, like, <clears throat> I think, I think, um, I think the first monologue I ever ran, uh, uh, that I ever wrote was uh, called uh, "I Want to Be Your Black Friend," and uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it was a it, just call me Token. <laughs> well, now, now well, taking applications. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily. It came out around the time that uh, 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 when um, uh, Michael Richards uh, oh, had, had a, a meltdown. Uh, yeah, an inward yeah, meltdown yeah, yeah, on yeah. stage. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, had a nigga fit, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, right? <laughs> Who of us hasn't had one? <laughs> and uh, uh, and so basically, it just it kind of uh, it kind of went on from there. It's like, oh, well, you know, he would really benefit if he had some black friends, yeah, and, right. Uh, and so, uh, and you know, that that was uh, that was I think that was he wasn't f- going to get none on Seinfeld, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, well, here's Greg Morris. Uh, uh, who was his lawyer? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, the Johnny Cochran. Jackie Childs, <laughs> Jackie Childs, <laughs> Jackie Childs, <laughs> um, leg Johnny Cochran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and 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 so I I have been writing ever since, and this one is kind of like uh, uh, basically this this monologue is uh, I don't know uh, how many people have heard it. There was a a kid back in the seventies named Rodney Allen Rippey who oh, was yeah. the spokesman oh, yeah. for Jack, Jack in the Box. Box. Too yeah. big to eat. Yeah, too big to eat. And uh, basically, this this would, this monologue is what would happen if Rodney Allen Rippey had to go work at uh, Jack in the Box. Oh, <laughs> and uh, so that's uh, so that's what. That's can you say irony? It's already, it's already tugging at my <laughs> heartstrings. Ladies and gentlemen, can you say irony? It's already tugging at my heartstrings. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Tuesday, June 9th, uh at eight p.m. at the Odyssey Theater, which is uh, which is at. Uh, well, it's on Sepulveda, near uh, just uh, just north of Olympic, I believe, in between Olympic and Santa Monica. Okay. Send us the info so we can post it. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Consider it sent. You guys in the L.A. area, check that out for a good time. Um, like uh, Charlie Bell said, I've been to many of Theater Neo's uh, events, and it is very entertaining. Very good time. Yeah, not, oh, not, oh, not a bunch oh. of hacks. Oh, uh, and uh, D Honey's in it. Oh, okay, our, our, very, our very own D D Honey. Oh yeah, or D Freeman. To those who uh, know her personally, uh, she will be. Uh, she will. And, and at, at one time, uh, the the best of the best was basically <laughs> the uh, D Freeman Invitational because <laughs> she won every year. That's awesome, bitch. <laughs> the shiznit showing out. Shiznit repping hard yeah. in the theater yeah, world. We yeah. love it. So, um, so yeah. So uh, I will. I will pass that along to uh, to those of you who are out there in Facebook land. All right. Yeah, we have some uh, actually some more um, theater announcements coming up at the end of the show. Our boy Pip Lily is also in uh, in a play, which, like I said, at the end of the show. Uh, we'll we'll give you all the information about that too, but uh, cool. So does um, 
is is your new look? Does it have anything to do with your your monologue? No, it has to do okay. with my barber being on the phone while he was cutting my hair. <laughs> oh wow! Oh. Okay, for, for those of you out there, now, it looks good. It's mm-hmm. just a lot lower than he normally has it. He's, yeah. he's practically bald. It's a tight fade, real tight yeah. fade. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's basically it, rocking a Jordan almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of <laughs> curly Howardish. Yeah. <laughs> hey Mo! Hey Mo! <laughs> 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 Uh, Charlie Bell, your hair is looking cute. Thank you. Too. Yeah. Headed out to get it done. Not as cute as Damien, but no, you know. I know. I can. I, well, I, can't, I can only. I can't compete. Nothing yeah. <laughs> compares to me. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. what's been up with you this week? So a couple things. Okay, let's hear it. So one, I know we're going to be talking about the the lovely and my favorite season of summer, and so one of the harbingers of the kickoff season of summer has happened, which is. Um, just lots of random dudes hitting me up. <laughs> it's like oh, you, you know, doing more play in the summertime. Yeah, fall Hot fun in the summer. Yeah, fall. Fa- apparently, fall and winter is cuffing season. Is Everyone's that because blue- you like walking around with your dukes on? No, <laughs> these, no. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't think it hurts. I don't. <laughs> Look but, at that um, girl with the dukes on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think guys just you know. If they're if it's not a long term relationship, they 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 know to ditch ditch her in spring so they can get back in the game in summer. And so I think I've uh, <laughs> been the beneficiary of some of those uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. sunsets, some of those <laughs> summer sunset relationships, as it were. So that's one thing. But the other thing, this is very important. I went to um, a really great event yesterday that was put on by um, Congresswoman Maxine Waters. Black Women's Forum, and it was called Black Mother Standing in the Gap. And it was um, Sabrina Fulton, who was Trayvon Martin's mother, Leslie McSpadden, who was Michael Brown's mother, uh, Tritobia Ford, who was Ezell Ford's mother, and Gwen Carr, who was Eric Garner's mother. So, as you can imagine, it was a very profound and powerful event. Yeah, what'd you and say um, Trayvon Mar- Martin's mom's name is? Sabrina Fulton. Okay, who's the the Leslie person? Leslie McSpadden is oh. Michael Brown's mom. Michael oh, Brown's. Michael Brown McSpadden. Okay. Yeah. There's a, a Leslie McFadden who's an activist, and she's a podcaster and right. a friend of mine. And I was like, what? I didn't know her son was one. I was like, is that another different? I mean, yeah. you know, but it's not the same name. No, it's a no. real similar name. It's similar. But, um, you know, very powerful, and they really talked about how, you know, they really put the charge out to us, how we have to call it what it is. It was murder. Their Their children were murdered, and that they are very aware that they're representing, you know, not only their own sons and and legacies of their kids, but just, you know, the fact that this goes on all the time. So that was great. But I have, coming out of this event, I have some new rules for all black events. (laughs) Okay, let's hear them. First of all, (laughs) if it says on the ticket that the program starts, that the event starts at 1130, but the program doesn't start till 2, I'm going to need for you to say doors open at 1130. (laughs) Like, I get it, but don't do that. Okay? Don't do that. Second of all, when when we sing the Black National Anthem, the Negro National Anthem together, I need for you to have a lead singer. You don't go to a baseball game and they just have... All the, the audience yeah, in the, the national anthem, right, right. <laughs> with no like, there's you know, there's a Whitney up there or a Taylor Swift. There's somebody, at least a Jamie Foxx. At least, exactly, at least somebody leading the thing. It's just people barely know the Negro national anthem as it is. So it was just 
it wasn't the tightest, I might say. <laughs> yeah. Inspirational, but not tight. Okay, those are good tips. I'm with those. I'm with those. So what else? Lift, what else? Lift every voice and hum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing is, please only have one prayer before the... <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. We are some church-going folks. We love us some Jesus, and a lot of us are real super saved. But I promise you, I promise you, you don't need three prayers before the 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 chicken. Did they have like the different denominations? Oh yeah, that's what what it was. I guess. Okay, because yeah. sometimes they do that in these things where there's multiple denominations, and I always I always think like, what about the people who are not Christian though? Yeah, like, they don't care about those people. Right, yeah. out. <laughs> right, right. Or, but yeah. they don't want to offend like the, the like the Baptists, right. <laughs> the Baptists, <laughs> and the Methodists, right, exactly. or the Presbyterians. Exactly. Yeah, we, we got y'all covered, but anybody else, fuck y'all. We don't give a fuck. Ain't no black Presbyterians. <laughs> don't nobody care so, about your gods. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm like, they had the invocation, the blessing of the food, the blessing of the mothers i'm like what next the blessing wow. of the napkins the blessing of the silverware it was just i, I get it i get it but come on it's, it's like it's like when you go to a, a baseball game and we're playing like uh uh some team in canada you got to have the american national anthem and the canadian and you have the canadian national anthem or like the in the in the mayweather fight mm-hmm. you had you, what was it you had the the the, uh, the philippine, philippine yeah the the american and you had mexico for some reason because uh, <laughs> all the mexicans who support Pacquiao. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or support boxing. Right, support yeah. boxing. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So anyway, those are just some helpful rules for black events going forward. I love my black people. I love my black <laughs> events. But I promise you, we don't need three prayers. I promise you. The, the Lord heard the first one. God, I, I remember I used, to, I used to say that when, uh, when, when, uh, when I'd be in church. I'd be like, oh, Mom, why they got to say, like, two or three pairs? Didn't God hear the first one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I love about my brother-in-law, Ray. I don't talk about him that much. He's my sister's husband. I've designated designated him the family, uh, any family function, that he's automatically the go-to guy to bless the food. Mm-hmm. Because my brother, he gets right to the nitty-gritty. He don't do what Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. But he he gets it in, and he gets it covered. And it's like 45 seconds, right. and we eating. Right. You know, whereas like my dad, you know, we, we'd still be. Oh, he do a you sermon. Know, oh, yeah, on the mount. <laughs> <laughs> he got chiseled tablets he bringing yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. He got yeah. parchment he'd scrolls. Like, <laughs> he'd be like on the highways and the byways and the, over the hedges and the. Oh, God. Yeah, man. Remember, uh, remember we, we went to some party and the dude prayed over the, the, the barbecue and like we were talking about him the next day on Facebook, like, <laughs> like the prayer is still going on. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we were like we were like adding words to the end of his prayer. <laughs> wow! That nigga said every word in the English language, language except "Amen." Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- uh, prayer, especially the prayer of food, is not a great place for people who love to hear themselves hear themselves speak because they can go on for forever. You should rent Ray out. But uh Ray right yeah Ray Ray could be like of you know of the prayer world. Ray could be that dude who let he said let's get ready to rumble. Right. Make all that money just for saying let's get ready to rumble. You could pay Ray like thousands of dollars to come to like your event that you just went to right. where they pray like three times right. and he'd pray one time in like sixty seconds and it'd be done. Yeah, I would have paid an extra ten dollars on the ticket. <laughs> Yep. That's, that's going to be like on, on, on all the events from now on. And now I'm saying the inco- in, invocation, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ray Maybaum. <laughs> but I do have to say, there's nothing like an event with just lots of old black women. There's nothing like an old black woman. It's the greatest thing on earth. Anyway, that's my endorsement. We like you too, baby. <laughs> yeah, that, that's very sweet. That's very that's, sweet. That's that's nice. That, that, you young and respectful. You yeah, don't see you that don't no see, more. No, than, no, no. The chillings today, they, they just talk to you in horrible. Any old kind of way. Horrible. No home training. Oh, no home training. No training no, wheels. No whatsoever. They they just they just they come there, they, they say they they say they want they say they loves Jesus. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But Jesus loved his grandma. They're disrespectful. They is. You know what? Disrespectful. <laughs> See, look, there's an old black woman inside of everybody. Everybody. Old black women are like Jesus. They're inside of you. They live inside of you. <laughs> that, that reminds me. About <laughs> <laughs> to break out Thoris. <laughs> well, you know, the other day I went to Wings and Things. <laughs> The chicken was so salty, you could taste the salt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> Charlie Bell, your list um, of what, like what not to do at your at your black meetings. That's cool because it goes right in keeping with uh, today's theme in, in a right. way. Because uh, today we're taking a departure from our typical show. Um, we're not going to, you know, um, talk about different stories in the in the news and whatnot and. Uh, what's been going on in the news? I needed a break from that. I just really wasn't feeling it, and uh, I was like, "Let's what? What's coming? This summer? Let's talk about some summer stuff." Summer, <laughs> summer, summertime. <laughs> so we're going to start off with um, Ten Commandments of Cookout Etiquette. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. So I think this is uh, definitely Charlie Bell esque. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, before we get into our our um, our barbecue and uh, holiday topics or whatever else, um, <laughs> tell you guys what, what's up with me this week. So, Don Don had a... Um, I love Don Don's stories. Yeah, they're the best, aren't they? Yes. So, I'm, I'm biased, but... <laughs> when, when can we bring her on as a co-host? <laughs> Go upstairs and get her. <laughs> we can bring her on and Steph Curry's baby. Okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? Oh, my gosh. Right? So, um... Excuse me. Don Don had a, a, a what do you call it? A, um, the book, the what? Do you, um, what's it called? The a book drive or a book, oh, okay. what do they call it? A book drive or mm, bookmobile? But it's not the bookmobile, but yeah, I guess a book drive. Like that's mm-hmm. what they yeah. call it at our school. So <clears throat> she, you know, we, so we went there after we picked her up. We took her into where where the book thing is, and there's a little bit of a um, a challenge with her because she's six years old. Mm-hmm. And she's in the first grade, but she reads on almost sixth grade level. Oh, wow. Right? Mm -hmm. But she's six. Right. So she's attracted to the the books with all the big colors Mm -hmm. and all the the little butterflies. Dr. Seuss and stuff like that. She's attracted to the little baby books. Right. Mm -hmm. Which she's been like, she she could read the baby books before she started school. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, honey, you know, and it's not like she doesn't like the big books. She mm-hmm. she reads them all the time, but she still is attracted to those. I mean, that's that stuff that they mm-hmm. do really works on kids. Of that, course. That, yeah. So she's attracted to that because she is that age. Right. 
So we, we try to say, honey, you can't, you know, that's 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 a baby book. We mm-hmm. try to whisper, you know, because we don't want the other kids to feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, that's like like uh, that's for the dumb kids. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's so funny you said that because I got a homegirl who uh, her son is a year younger than Danya, mm-hmm. and she was on Facebook and she was talking about he's graduated from kindergarten and she's so proud that he's reading on first grade level, and I was like, oh, girl. Don't worry. I'm sure he'll snap out of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he'll come around. <laughs> Sometimes they start off slow and, you know. <laughs> Somebody going to bring the bad potato salad to your barbecue talking like no, that. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. But as a matter of fact, I didn't, I didn't say anything because I, I was like, I wanted to be like, well, my baby is reading those. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, so I, I was like, no, nah. I was like, no, nah, my I, baby got a master's degree. I just put, I just put like, <laughs> she got two masters, <laughs> like her cousin Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, um, so we we found uh, you know a couple books that she liked and everything. So we got like four books, and uh, on the way home, she's talking, she's asking us some stuff. Um, the, the last book that I bought her was about Abraham Lincoln. Mm. So she was she was reading about Abraham Lincoln, and so she was like, kind of talking to us about some of the stuff that she read, and asking us some stuff, and kind of going back and forth like that. And so um, she said, uh, "I don't know if she was testing us to see what we knew mm. or what, but she was asking us stuff that she clearly read in the book." She was mm. like, "Well, who shot?" Uh, or why, yeah, who shot um, Abraham Lincoln? And mm-hmm. I was like John Wilkes Booth. And she was like, "How you know that, Daddy? You know everything." <laughs> oh. I was like, "Like, no, nah, I don't know everything, but yeah, I know that one." <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, shot him at Ford Theater and this and that. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Well, why? Why did they shoot him though?" And I was like, "Well, I'm not so sh- so sure about it. That I think it had to do with some conspiracy." And and then mommy uh, jumps in and goes, "They shot him because he freed the slaves." And then Don Don says, "Did he free you too, mommy?" <laughs> Isn't that precious? That's, that's just that's just precious. Wowzer! That, that, that is that is so that is oh so my that's the cutest freaking. thing right there. Oh my God! Yeah, they, that is yeah, they so free you freaking. too, mommy. She, oh, what she said? She, she doesn't because Daya is like she doesn't. Yeah, a lot of times she they doesn't have no get sense that of time. Right, right. She doesn't no, get yeah. that it's yeah. history, ancient yeah. history, <laughs> damn near. You know, so mommy was like, "Uh, Danya, this stuff happened like hundreds of years ago." <laughs> you know, she's like, "Mommy wasn't even born yet." And I was over there cracking up. She's like, I don't know why you laughing, because if, if I, I'm old enough to be a slave, then you old enough to be a slave, too. I said, I would have been, a, I'm old enough to be a master. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. She said, said, shut up, girl. I bought your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, kids really have no sense of time. No. Uh, my, my, my other friend's cousin is some, a similar story. She was like four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the grandma, it was hot. It was super hot. They were down in Louisiana, right? And she was wearing some shorts. And, you know, she's an older lady, so mm-hmm. she had like varicose veins mm-hmm. on the back of her leg. And the little girl was like, Grandma, 
what are those marks on your legs? She's like, is that from when they beat you when you were a slave? That's precious. That's just precious. Suffer the little children to come on to me. Jesus just loved them little children with their little slave jokes. Don't go down to Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. So, that's the best hilarious. thing about this podcast is that Don Don is going to be able to look back on her childhood. <laughs> We're going to capture all the childhood stories. Oh, man. That was the greatest. <laughs> oh, that is one of the best stories Did ever. Free you too, mommy. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. <laughs> So good. <laughs> all right. I love it. In her mind, the, the Clinton administration, the Lincoln administration. Right, right, right. Like right it's there. all one blur. Oh. <laughs> right, right. It's all yesterday. <laughs> it was before Danya. That's right, it. right. Oh, man. Hilarious. <sighs> Hilarious. It's awesome. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I just, man, the conversations <laughs> with those two sometimes are just. Oh, yeah. Fodder for podcasts. Yeah, man. I was like, oh, I can't wait to. It took everything within me not to post that on Facebook. I was I like, know. let me say this for the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you did. Now I'll post it on Facebook now. Ah. <laughs> oh, Hilarious. Okay, now let's get on to these barbecue, uh, this, these summer topics. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> they have number one as must invite the neighbors. Must I? <laughs> oh, okay. Did, oh, must I invite the neighbors? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that they didn't say must because <laughs> I don't think it's a must. But I don't think it's a bad idea as long as you have, um, as long as you have a, a nice cordial relationship with your neighbors. And you don't mind, you know, you know. And if or if you're gonna have a, a party that's not off, you know, not gonna be off the chain. Not you know some <clears throat> some some parties and cookouts and barbecues. They're just you know family. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be off the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be, you know, a bunch of loud music and drunken folk. And you got to worry about the neighbors calling the police because you're not getting crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But if you are, <laughs> <laughs> you better invite the neighbors. Right. If you get down like that, it wouldn't hurt if the neighbors are there. Then that way there wouldn't be anybody to call the police on you right. <laughs> when you're being all rowdy and shit. <laughs> and if you don't like their neighbors, you can give them the leftover potato salad. That's been sitting out. In the sun. <laughs> now see, now see, I have I have an immunity to leftover potato salad because <laughs> I think I've been eating leftover potato salad since I was like six years old. I, mean, I, think, I think my body is like all the bacteria and stuff that's laid up in the mayonnaise. I think I I, I think I can eat any kind of potato salad. That does that does nearly seem like in my life uh, like an urban legend because mm-hmm. I've heard of the potato salad making people sick. I've mm-hmm. never seen it though. Oh no. Well, actually. Funny you should bring this up. Uh-oh. It is actually a myth because people think that mayonnaise will go bad in the sun, but okay. actually mayonnaise is a preservative because it has a lot of vinegar in it. Okay. Ah, okay. So it is an urban legend. Kinda. I thought so. No wonder why I never see anybody go sick. Now, yeah. same- and see, Damon, you don't have another superpower. <laughs> I thought I did. I thought I did. <laughs> well, potato salad man. <laughs> Give me, give me some of that potato salad. Now you know black grandmas would love that. Oh yeah, I made I made potato salad. I use Miracle Whip. I, I 
I likes the miracle whip. I like, but I baby, like, the secret is the paprika. The paprika. The paprika. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's got to be orange. You put enough paprika on there so that is orange. That's true. Orange. 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 See, I, I, but see, to get that orange, I just put a bunch of lyric seasoning salt that on too. top of it. That, <laughs> that does the trick. Now that's, the, that's the black woman's secret right there. That's. The, but then it's so salty, you can taste the salt. <laughs> Not when I do it. Just a taint. You can put a, just put a taint in there. <laughs> we ain't gonna even make it through this list. <laughs> if them black women keep showing up. <laughs> now see, see, he disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> but the boy don't want no black women around, so. <laughs> Uh, number two is what should I wear? I'm not going to even address that one. That's right. like, that, come on, you grown. You, you don't know what to wear to a, a barbecue, then you don't need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, uh, is it best to bring meat, beer, or a side? Mm-hmm. Well, this is, an easy, this is an easy one. Ask your host. Yeah. They're the ones who are doing the cooking and preparing the food. And uh, to be honest, you if there's some reason why you can't ask them, you know, no one's going to be pissed off with you, with whichever one you bring. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody, you're not going to walk in with a side dish and somebody's going to be like, why you bring that? Mm-hmm. Or you walk in with some beer or, or soda. Why you bring that? Or some meat. It doesn't matter. You know, you bring something and contribute. Oh, uh, here comes some more macaroni salad. Right. People, they'll, they'll appreciate it. They'll, yeah. they'll put it in, they'll put it in whatever. But the, 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 the best thing is ask the host, mm-hmm. you know, and in that way you can't go wrong. But, you know. Yeah, but then there's that auntie that brings ten kids and one bag of oh. them like off-brand <laughs> generic potato chips. Like here, here we here. Here's and my like, contribution. And, and, like, and then they want to take Oscar Mayer wieners. Right, and then they want to take ten plates home. So don't be that auntie. Well, yeah, don't be that person. Yeah, you don't want to be the person who. Yeah, if if you uh if you bring if you rolling deep like that, you damn near need to bring your own picnic with you yeah and, and, and there's some people you know if you're a vegetarian or you know you 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 don't eat red meat or something then maybe you need to bring something right but like you said you should ask the host first right uh, but I, I don't think i don't think but most- yeah oh definitely though if you have some sort of dietary restriction mm-hmm. no one's going to be upset with you for mm-hmm. bringing you know uh, something that you can eat yeah um and although it, it's polite to bring enough for to share, right. even though it's it's special for your diet or whatever. It's it's right. you know it's polite, good etiquette to bring enough. But to don't share. be don't be offended if no one wants the quinoa, kale, apple cider vinegar <laughs> slaw. Right, and it's not necessarily like you got to bring enough for the whole entire party, but you know. You don't want to show up with just one little bowl for you either. I like, I like you to say that again three times fast. <laughs> quinoa, kale, apple cider vinegar slaw. Oh, whoa. She's she's actually made that. She's been practicing. Okay, she's speaking from experience. <laughs> Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> and, and, and apparently the heart has, like, clear arteries. <laughs> Number four, can I bring my own sauce to a party? Well, if you go into Cornell's house, you're better. Oh, <laughs> Our buddy Cornell, he, he he's, can, he's Mr. Dry Rub. Yeah, he can he can cue uh, pretty well. In fact, he he barbecues so well that I'm not entirely mad at him on this point. He doesn't he doesn't believe in sauce. 
Um, he doesn't like sauce because he feels that when the meat is really seasoned well, you don't need. And right. I do concur with that. Right. But there are certain people who just really like sauce and right. feel like it's not barbecue without sauce. Which it's regional. Technically, it's it's not barbecue without sauce. Mm-hmm. Without sauce is technically is grilled meat, but that's right. getting into a whole nother right. a whole nother thing. However, um, again, ask your host, you know, um, or if you know the person really well, if it's a good friend or a family member, they they know, you know them, and you know if they'll take offense to it. Like, I know I could bring all the sauce I want to Cornell's house, and he will, he'll, he'll, he'll be grateful because he doesn't do sauce. Right. So uh, you're lucky if, if he remembers to buy some sauce and put the bottle on the table for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky if you're that person that needs sauce. But... Like I said, his his meat is good enough that I don't I don't miss the sauce, so I'm I'm cool with it. <laughs> I, I'm through Cornell. Come through. <laughs> I got I got two stories about that. I, I my uncle who is uh, uh is is very good uh, at barbecuing, but he's a he's a sauce. You know, we were raised with sauce. Uh-huh. And he's on the sauce. He's on the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of his problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so he, him and his uh him and his neighbor they were barbecuing they were co-barbecuing which you know you should never be unequally yoked with uh, uh with, <laughs> with, with 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 another barbecue with a grill mate <laughs> with a grill mate yeah yeah cuz uh uh the neighbor was anti sauce and my uncle was pro sauce mm. and my uncle was like you put the sauce on before you know uh before you get ready to serve it and he's like no you put it on if you wanted to put it on mm-hmm. these niggas was about to go to blows that's right over- really- <laughs> was the original cause of the Civil War. You know, that's, they, they try to keep it hidden, but... That's what it was. It was arguing over barbecue sauce. <laughs> States rights, my ass. <laughs> Who put the barbecue sauce on this barbecue? <laughs> and then another time, I was, I was at a picnic. It was a church picnic. And um, uh, I didn't uh, I didn't have uh, any barbecue sauce. I forgot some. And uh, so I, I go over to... I see this lady has a, a, a jar, uh, a, a bottle of barbecue sauce. And I say, oh, uh, uh, man, put some, uh, put some of your barbecue sauce on my barbecue. She says, okay. Oh, she, she takes, was offended? She takes the cap off. <laughs> she pours that little bit of barbecue sauce into the cap. Ooh. And then she puts it on my plate. No, she didn't. And I was like, thank you. And just walked away. I was, wow. I was seething. I was like, you could have just said what no. What kind of crazy? <laughs> That didn't sound very Christian. <laughs> I remember that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I was, I was like, you, you could have. I mean, I probably would have been mad if she had said no too. But uh, that wasn't even. At least know. it would have been more and more straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was like, yeah, you know, that's you, just petty. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a weird barbecue sauce story too. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I was at, um, I'm, I, I think I told this before too. I was at J and J's with the. Uh, Uncle and auntie, and uh, and my girls, and it's a barbecue place, but it's also a burger place. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that it would find. I finally found a place where you can buy a, a, a barbecued burger, mm-hmm. but you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so I'm thinking you get. You know, I asked, could I get barbecue sauce on my burger? You know, as a condiment. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> Uh, it costs extra. Mm. Yeah, it costs extra. I'm like, okay, I'm at a barbecue place mm-hmm. where you make hamburgers, 
and it costs extra to put the sauce on there. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, 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 I really want some barbecue sauce on my hamburger, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pay the the extra. I think it was fifty cents. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna kill me. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh well, we we can't put it on the burger. We don't put it on, but we put it in the cup. <laughs> I'm like, oh what? So you you're forcing me to pay for it, mm-hmm. but you won't even put it on the burger. You're putting it in the cup. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even understand that. That's mm-hmm. like that's wasting money. That's yeah, wasting. Yeah, you got to pay for those cups. Yeah, right. exactly. Is this a black owned business? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. You know that's nigga shit. That's some nigga shit right there. Ain't no white folks gonna do that. That's some straight up nigga shit. <laughs> you know we have this conversation. Hey, you, put the, you put the barbecue sauce in the cup because we just don't give that stuff away for free. <laughs> you, that's crazy. Okay. Um, and let's see what we got. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So. Number five. Can, well, yeah. Just to sum up number oh. four again. Uh you can bring your own sauce to a party, um, provided that you know the host and that they're okay with it. Um, you know, if you're known for making great sauce, like my dad was known for making great sauce, uh, I make pretty good sauce. And sometimes, you know, people consider it, you know, uh, a favor if you bring the sauce, whatever. So, you know, again, you can check with your host, but if you don't know, you know, yeah, you can figure it out. It's not that not, it's not that, that deep. No. <laughs> All right. Man, I want some barbecue. All right, number five. Uh, how about my dog? Oh, hell to the no. Look, this isn't racist. <laughs> Only a white person would even ask this question. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what, though? Some of the black people are starting to get on board with this, too, with them little dogs. Uh, yeah, they, you know. The, the, people are bringing their little dogs into restaurants and claiming yes. that they're service animals. Right. Yeah. Oh. Man. Yeah, I saw this the laundromat the other day, this like older, like eccentric looking white woman. Mm-hmm. She had this little dog and it had like a little what do you call it? Like a uh I don't know, like a vest. Like, yeah, a yeah, vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they they have, yeah, so they can pretend to be service animals. Right. right. Exactly. And I'm like, this lady mm-hmm. and she had the dog on the freaking where you fold your clothes and mm-hmm. in the laundry basket. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, don't nobody want to fold their clothes after your damn dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, this has gotten way out of control. And I'm waiting for there to be some backlash because there's clear discrimination going on mm-hmm. with the little dogs. Mm-hmm. The little dogs are getting, you know, carte blanche to go anywhere, including, right. like you said, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I got chased out of the post office with Casper. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I was just there to pick up, you know, something or whatever and You got to get him a vest. And exactly, <laughs> you know. Say it's for your psychological well-being. Something, but I'm, I'm waiting for them to, to do that because that's messed up. And there should be, because there's things that I want to take him to, or like to park and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I can't get on the bus with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's crazy. But people can do anything with those little dogs. Yeah. You know, they what get you, on a train and everything. Yeah. But, you, but you know what? Uh, I've seen big dogs and they get the vest for them. And uh, like I was at Target. I was at, I was at the Starbucks and Target. And the thing is, uh, the big corporate stores... Mm-hmm. They've instructed their employees not to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even though they have signs that say only you know, service, service animals, people bring their dogs in there and they, they have the vest, and therefore the dog is service. And right. you can tell they're not a service animal because the dogs aren't well trained. Right. right, right. I mean, exactly. the seeing eye dogs, you know, they move when they're supposed to move. Exactly. And, they, right. and when they're not, they're not, they're not fidgeting. They're right. just sitting there. Right. Well, I saw this one chick. She had a service lizard. I was like, Bitch. <laughs> 
I'm going to need for you to carry your ass back to reptile land. It was whack. Yeah, leave, leave your dog at home. No, I don't care if it is, if it does fit in your purse. Leave, leave, leave it at home. Unless it's specifically, you know. If it's a doggy barbecue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if it's at Dog Beach, okay. Right. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, if it's at the park, that's different too. That's different if it's at the park, and but but only and if the dog is well behaved. Right, right, yeah. And plus, it has to be a park or a beach where they allow dogs. Right, right. So exactly. That's yeah, thing. yeah. So, yeah. Huh? Is it wrong for me to tend the grill if I see the host is preoccupied or doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Can Ooh. I flip a burger if he's not around? Oh man! <laughs> Wowzers! That's uh, that's 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 asking to start something. Yeah, people get pretty uh, territorial about their barbecue. Um, so I, I wouldn't unless it's actually on fire. Mm-hmm. Unless you see <laughs> flames on top of the meat. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I, if anything, I would just maybe call his attention to it mm, yeah. and just say, "Hey, you know, Jimbo." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if Unless you yourself are baby Ray, I'm gonna need for you to back up off the barbecue. <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah. that's like, probably not a good if, idea. If you had a Tony Soprano barbecue, definitely leave the barbecue alone. <laughs> As a host, do I have to offer a veggie option? Mm, no, you don't have to, but it's not a bad idea if you if Especially if you know. Now, if you know everyone who's there and you know everybody there is a carnivore, mm-hmm. then that's kind of dumb, right? Mm-hmm. If you know. But if if, there, if there's a chance, like if you are, um, have allowed people to bring other people that you don't, you know, you may not know everybody and there may be a vegetarian around. So, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have a, a veggie option mm-hmm. around. But mm-hmm. come on, who has an all-meat so. barbecue? Like, <laughs> I mean, right. well, that, that's the that's the whole idea well, about bringing something. You know, right. if you're if you have if you're the vegetarian, you you have to you have to realize that it, chances are they don't have it. Yeah, I, I would err on if I was a vegetarian, I would err on the side of them not having something there, as opposed to expecting something to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then too though, you have to remember that a lot of the side dishes, even though it's not a meat dish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not prepared vegetarian, you know yeah, what I mean? That's true. Yeah, like have... pork and beans, obviously. Right, right, but right, I mean right. potato salad, grilled corn. Right, right. You know, fruit salad. Yeah. Coleslaw. Don't put mm. any meat in the damn coleslaw. <laughs> 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 but some some cultures they put um meat in the uh is it the, the potato salad or the mac and cheese? I think it's the mac and cheese. Well yeah. Really? You know. So the mac and cheese is dairy, so if you're vegan, you wouldn't eat that anyway. Right. So, so anyway, uh, but you could be vegetarian though, right? And could eat it with with the cheese. Right. Hmm. So, but you know, so there's that. Um, let's see. Number eight. Will it bother the neighbors if I use my <laughs> stinky, smoky charcoal grill on the teeny patio of my apartment building? What? <laughs> Okay, first of all, what kind of what the fuck's wrong with your grill that is stinky, smoky charcoal grill? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> shoot, uh, charcoal grill is one of the best smells on earth. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't even have to be no meat nowhere near it. You right. just light that mug up, and it's just yeah. like oh, just just your stomach just starts. Oh yeah. man, oh, it smells so good. It's like a human primeval thing. Like yeah. back to the caveman days, uh-huh. we all are just attracted to that yeah. smoky grill smell. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about the milkshake bring on the boys to the yard, not that barbecue grill bring on the boys to the yard, too. Do it. 
Um, so, yeah, basically this, you know, that, that kind of thing, if you're in, uh, if you're in an apartment building and you have a little patio, then you have apartment manager or a, a neighborhood association or, a, a, some sort of building association and they have rules. So check the rules and don't ask us, check the rules of where you live. <laughs> find out because we don't know what the rules are for your specific building yeah and if they do take your ass to the beach right or to a park right. a doggy park <laughs> <laughs> the invitation says 4 p.m what time should i get there hmm okay i think we might all have different ideas about this what do you what do you think charlie bell the invitation says 4 p.m what time do you think uh they should get there i think five I think no, no earlier than four thirty for sure. Unless you're like the homie, homie, and you're gonna help set it up and prepare. Other, uh, if you're really just a guest, don't come. I wouldn't say don't come before four thirty or five. What, what would you say, D? Uh, depends on my relationship to the person there. Good. If yeah. if, Good. if it's if it's family, I get there when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That far right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like if it's you or something like that, you know, anywhere between in the four to five range, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that would be and then if it's if it's somebody I don't know real well, uh I'll you know, five o'clock sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a um 4.30 kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think 5 is too out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the later you get there, keep in mind the the more you are subject to, um, they're subject to run out of things possibly mm-hmm. if if the party actually starts on time. Mm-hmm. So, and but there's nothing wrong with being there at 4 if it says 4 either. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you know, some people have this weird thing about being the first one there. They hate it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't really get that, but... Yeah. You know, some people are like that. I know there have been plenty of times where you and I have been the only people. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time we showed up for a birthday party that was uh, scheduled for the next week? No, I don't. Yeah, it was was Cornell's birthday party. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I'm I'm starting to remember a little bit. Yeah, we were, uh, we showed up, uh... We we thought we were running a little late, oh, and we showed yeah. up and like nobody was there. This was when he lived in Hawthorne. Yeah, it yeah. was another. That was back when he was having a surprise. They was giving was him a, a surprise, surprise party, party every yeah. year for like oh. ten years. <laughs> yeah, we, you we, fucked up the surprise. No, no, no. no. We played it off. Yeah, yeah. we played it, it off. Like, it's like, oh, what's happening? What you guys doing over here? Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Dino came up with something. I think it was like, oh, we <laughs> was just at hometown, and just, you know, so no, we, we were gonna go to hometown because right, we ended right. up going there. Right, right, yeah, right. There was no barbecue. Said, yeah, yeah. He was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we was in the neighborhood. Just came by and decided to fuck with you. You know, that's funny. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, how, how, when is this? This man is fifty years old. They still giving him surprise parties every year. Like, like you can't give somebody a surprise party every year for like. Five, six years in a row. What's well, going on well, the here? The thing is, he's always surprised. <laughs> he probably is like, this is the year they're not going to do it. Surprise! <laughs> Damn, you got me again. <laughs> no one's ever given me a surprise party. Aww. 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 <laughs> birthday's next Friday. Anyone wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> Can I bring up the fact that grilling is not barbecue to my host, 
who thinks they're fancy because they have a shiny electric Weber Genesis E310. Um, you sound like an asshole. Right. So exactly. I, I say you just stay the fuck at home. Yeah, take your ass home, you hater. And you you are uninvited. If you were ever invited to any of my barbecues, you are officially uninvited. Yeah. You keep your hate ass at home because you sound like you just going somewhere trying to start some shit. Exactly. So fuck you. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's the, the 10, 10 tips to uh, barbecue cookout etiquette. For this summer, when you when you get your when all the barbecues and stuff is cracking, we know we missed Memorial Day, but it still doesn't really feel like summer to me yet. No, but, uh, it's not officially. Yeah. Summer starts June twenty first. Yeah, generally we say it starts Memorial right, Day. Right, that's the yeah. unofficial. But the real unofficial start of summer is my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> June fifth. <laughs> The real unofficial. I like that. The real unofficial. <laughs> the legit unofficial. The, the legit illegitimate star. <laughs> okay. Now we got, um, what do we got now? Ten essential, ten essential grilling tips you need to know. So these are some little, these, these tips are more like along the lines of cooking. We know what defines a summer for for Dino Red. Apparently, it's a cookout on a grill. (laughs) Speaking of which. What? You guys smell it? I can't smell anything. I'm all stuffy. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I smell somebody grilling. Mm. Power of suggestion. Power of suggestion. (laughs) I'm going to... Whatchamacallit after this? Where? I'm going to... uh, Woody's? No, I'm going to... um, J&J's uh, uh, Crispy Crunchy Chicken? No. <laughs> what? Jimmy's? Oh, uh, why am I blinking out? On Crenshaw by West a- by Adams. That's that's not Woody's? No, that's Crenshaw from Slauson. The one that place you took me to, I don't think it's there. No, 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 not that one. That one's gone. That yeah, one. the one that used to be a Taco well, Bell? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's Woody's cousin, right? No, it's, um, <sighs> why am I blinking out? Anyway, Phillips, not yes, Phillips. Phillips, yes, Phillips, yeah, yeah. Phillips, where'd you say Phillips was? Phillips moved. Oh, there's a you, okay. there's I'm like, that's why I was lost because I'm like, that's not Phillips is on Sidnella, so she's not talking about Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's a Phillips up there now. Oh, okay. well, yeah. On, on, uh, on why would you go to Phillips when you were right by Woody's? Woody's is better than Phillips. I prefer Phillips. Really? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I used to. Well, not really, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like I don't think it's a huge difference, but I give it. I definitely get the edge of the Woody's. Isn't that one like one of your brother's truisms? Like you're either a Phillips person or you're a Woody's person. Well, I don't know about a truism, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he says that most people are one or the other or something like that or whatever. I know he prefers Woody's. Yeah, Phillips is more tender, mm. and I like the sauce mm. better. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. so number now, one. Now my stomach is raging. <laughs> I'll eat anything with a bar, B, or a Q in it. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Uh, well, they have number one as flavor it. I say before we get to flavor, I say that you um, upgrade. Or upgrade yourself a little bit. You know, you, if, if uh, I'm not saying that you have to go and uh, go into debt for a barbecue, but especially if you like, because there's different types of barbecues and different size barbecues. And if, especially if it's a small, intimate barbecue, then it really pays to go ahead and uh, and upgrade on your meat. Because mm-hmm. that really makes a difference. 
You know, um, there's different grades of meat. And if you've never had like a, you know, if you if you're grilling the steaks, and I, I say for hamburgers and stuff like that, it doesn't really matter. Um, but if you're if you're grilling some steaks and you can get some choice cuts, mm-hmm. oh man, there's nothing like some a choice steak over, uh, you know, with the um, select. yeah the select and the uh, yeah exactly. Um, Costco sells choice. I also know that Costco um, sells prime too. Yeah, I, co- yeah, prime and choice yeah. exactly, and that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph's and the supermarkets, the best you can get is choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ralph sells choice, and they often have it on sale, so you can you can catch that on sale. And they have it on sale during holiday, a lot of the traditional grilling holidays too. So look look for the uh, the meat and look check your sales local sales papers. Mm-hmm. For uh, the sales, and you can come up on some good bargains, and uh, I'm telling you, and that, and that that good that good steak. All you got to do is get some um, some kosher seasoning salt, some fresh cracked pepper, you know, a little olive oil, rub it on there, throw it on that grill. That's all you need. Anything else is like you don't. You don't need anything else. You don't need gilding the lily. Just it's just yeah. It's it's just some things just just done just best simple and just cracked salt, fresh cracked pepper, little olive oil, bam, cook it to your the the nuns that you desire and it's on and cracking. Uh, see, man, I, I'm I'm about to electrocute us because all this saliva is <laughs> pouring down on these on these wires. See, y'all y'all don't know. Uh, exactly. Dino and I used to be roommates, man. And he would, you know, you throw know, down. He, oh man, they bring home a couple of choice steaks, man. Oh, Dino put it on God. the grill. <laughs> the good old days. Memories. <laughs> Light the corner <laughs> of my grill. <laughs> that's man. That's one of the good things about being a bachelor, man. You can eat good, cheap. You know, yeah. you just it's just you. Yeah. You know, you and your buddy, whatever. You don't have like family and stuff. You can oh, go man. ahead and corn and and uh, even what you pay. You know, even though it's uh, it's a good piece of meat, it's way cheaper than what you would get. You would pay in the in the restaurant. You know, yeah, for, for sure. something that's not you know even as Half good. As good. Yeah, and if you pay for something the equivalent, you'd be paying fifty bucks for it. Mm-hmm. You At know. Least. Yeah, but um, and here in this article, they start talking about glazes and 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 wet and dry rubs. Now, all that stuff, that's for your cheaper meats and stuff. You don't want to do, you don't want to ruin a steak uh, by putting glaze and you know stuff like that and dry rubs and all that on it. Unless you got some cheap choice steak, then you might want to put a, a dry rub on there. But glazes and all that, and that's typically also for um, for your ribs and things like that. And let me hear another tip: brown sugar. Want some of your brown sugar? Make sure it's fresh. Okay, fresh brown sugar is kind of uh, malleable, you know. And like if you if you put a little bit in your hand and squeeze it and see how it feels, if it compresses and whatever, and it if it clumps and turns into little little rocks, like you look like crack, like brown crack, <laughs> then this shit is old and you need to discard it. <laughs> And you know you do not want to use brown sugar crack in your barbecue because it, it does not. And if you're not, if you don't happen to be a crackhead, Google crack before you barbecue, so you'll know what to look for. They know. <laughs> they know. That sounds like a, that sounds like a '90s ghetto cereal. Sugar crack. Brown sugar crack. It's not whack. 
No, but seriously though, it won't it won't mix with your other seasonings if you're using that as part of a rub. It won't mix well, and it it'll throw everything off. And it, actually, that's a, a actually a good tip about seasoning. I know seasoning is is expensive, especially good seasoning, and we hate to throw it away. And I'm saying we because I'm I'm one of those cats like. I'll keep seasoning forever, you know, because you know it it, it doesn't spoil, mm-hmm. but it does get to a point it just loses its where, right where it loses its potency. It loses, and there's a time. There's time to let it go. So check your check your seasonings. If everything you have it, when you shake the if it don't shake, <laughs> that, that's the first sign that you need to get rid of it. If it and it's all clumped together and it doesn't shake freely, yeah, that's that's a sign that you need to throw that bottle out and get a new bottle. I think you better let it go. <laughs> like another herb, TK. <laughs> Got to go. So keep your seasonings fresh, people. Keep your seasonings fresh. <laughs> And remember, uh, any kind of uh, glaze or, um, you know, anything that you put put in on oh, a, a tip for a simple glaze, a simple, a good simple glaze is like uh, you can take some jam and uh, melt, oh, melt it down with a little bit of water. Teddy Riley's barbecue. You want to hear? What a little song about it. I can hear. Here you go. <laughs> 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 Anyways, melt some jam down with a little bit of water. Uh, that will, uh, that's a simple glaze, like a simple syrup. And uh, when your when your food is done or near done, any anytime you put anything sweet on your meat, you want to wait till it's almost done because it burns. It burns exactly. So, um, but that you wonder why, like sometimes the professionals, when when they present it and you see it on TV and it has that nice shine, kind of like how the strippers, they booties be shining, you know, because of the oil that they put on. Oh, I thought they put jelly, uh, jam. Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, they use oil, but that's the same way that you use. It's kind of like, you know, the the food version of that would be a glaze. Oh, okay. And especially like chicken and stuff Mm -hmm. like that with the skin. And the light hits it. It's got that nice little shine, and it looks real professional and, you know, <laughs> almost inedible. You want to tip it? <laughs> That's what he... <laughs> Mind you, we're still on tip number one. <laughs> I think our podcast just turned into a cooking show. <laughs> Chef Red, Chef Dino's, Summer Grill, Extravaganza. <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, what is this? Add smoke. Okay, yes, add smoke. Okay, well, if you don't have, if you're not using a charcoal grill, you definitely need to add smoke for sure. Like, because a gas grill, I don't care about all the debate that you hear and this and that. It is not the same. Not at all. It is not the same. You might as well take that shit inside the house and cook it. Because that's well cook it on all a cast iron is. skillet. It is. It's an outdoor oven. It's outdoor mm-hmm. stovetop, mm-hmm. you know. So unless you add some kind of smoke to it, um, then it's not going to have that that flavor. And what you need to do is you get some wood chips, and you can create a little pouch with some aluminum foil. You soak the wood chips, put them in that pouch, and then um, set that aluminum foil in the flame so that it creates smoke. Poke some holes in aluminum foil. You can use that. You can use some cedar planks or different kind of wood planks and put that on the grill. And then the food on top of that's really good for fish, like especially salmon. Mm-hmm. If you want to do some salmon on the grill and you have a gas grill, get you a cedar or a hickory or some kind of wood plank and uh, put the fish on top of that. Oh, 
nice, mm-hmm. real nice and simple. Uncle Dino got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, without the smoke, it's not much of a barbecue. So that's why I, I stuck with the uh, charcoal grill. It is more work and it's more difficult, but it's so much more worth it. So much more worth it. The the payoff is, is just way better. All right. Number three. Create hot zones. So basically what that means is you want to have different temperatures going on on your grill. Like traditionally you want the center part to be the hottest. So when you first put your meat on the grill, you want to put it there in the center on one side for a few minutes, depending on what type of meat it is, on how long you leave it there. Then the other side, you flip it over, and you see that's called searing the meat, and that's locking in the juices. Once you sear it there in the middle, then you move it to the outsides, to the outskirts of your of your grill where the temperature is cooler, and it cooks without burning. Okay, And that's what you save the middle part for. Now, when you put your coals in the, in the grill, you want to arrange them that way so that the majority of the coals are there in the center, and that's how you create your hot zone, and then everything else by default becomes your cooler zone. Now, to create that same effect on a gas grill, what you do is the middle ones you turn on high and the other ones on out on the outskirts you put on medium. And that's how you create the same effect on a gas grill. All right. So let's see here. Get a clean start. That's one of those ones that's kind of obvious go without saying just make sure you clean the grate your your grill real good before you get started so you don't have any leftover crud and stuff getting all in you and your meat and all that stuff and blocking the the grill marks um grease the grate yeah just take a little take some uh, paper towels and kind of bunch them up put some uh use you can use whatever kind of oil you want you can use canola oil or whatever, whatever kind of olive oil, whatever, whatever you want. You can even use some Pam. It's all good. It doesn't matter. And just go ahead and coat the grate. But, yeah, it, it helps the uh, the food not stick. Some of these tips seem like for people that never been to a barbecue. Well, somebody never, <laughs> nobody never cooked nothing at all ever in their lives. Right. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> like this, keep it separate. This sal- salmonella stuff, that's pretty basic stuff too we don't need time wasting that um no i think we need to cover this because i've gone mm-hmm. to a lot of barbecues where i have not eaten the meat because i saw people pour food handling Con- okay so remember to uh when you're dealing with poultry anytime you're dealing with raw poultry uh, raw meat period yeah raw meat raw meat period but especially poultry seems to be the the biggest uh culprit culprit yeah exactly um, you want to keep your food types separately, and uh, that means surfaces, surface-wise, too. You don't want to have your meat touching the same surface that you have your chicken and your fish touching. So uh, anytime, uh, if, you, if you're sharing a countertop or whatever, make sure you clean it off in between uh, preparations. So the thing I've seen that's the grossest is that people will marinate the meat, which is good. You marinate it, and then they cook it. And then they put it back in the marinade juice. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, no, you have to, That's yeah. salmonella cocktail. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. Salmonella's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> salmonella's that chick from around the corner. <laughs> no, okay. She works at the strip club. This, this is, she got a glaze on her ass. This is, a, this is how you do, this is how you marinate. If you want to use the marinade, which most people do, before and after, what you do is 
once you once you make the marinade, separate it out immediately. Exactly. Take the part that you're going to use post cooking and set that aside. Put it someplace else. Leave it in the refrigerator. Yep. Now then, take the meat that you're going to marinate. Put it in the the other portion that you had set aside. Put it in that. Once you take the meat out of there, throw that in the trash. Right. That marinade is now contaminated and no longer good for anything. Right. Then once the meat is done and you want to use some of the marinade to put back on it, to baste it, or to use as a dipping sauce or whatever, mm-hmm. then you get the fresh marinade out of the refrigerator that was never touched by the raw meat. That's the proper way to, to, to handle the marinade. Good luck, Chef Dino. Uh, well, I don't know who you're going to barbecues with. You know, Not you them folks. <laughs> <laughs> if I say no to your barbecue, it might be because of your food handling. <laughs> I, you know, I won't even notice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, another basic tip right here, don't touch. Basically what they're saying is don't over. A lot of, a lot of people, they overhandle the food once mm-hmm. it's on the grill. You don't want to do that too much. Um you don't want to flip it more than once or twice. Most food you only want to flip once. Um, so yeah, don't 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 overhandle it. Don't just put it on there. Let it sear. Let it get the grill marks. Um, also, you shouldn't be on the grill with a fork. Never. I can't stand when I see people on the grill with a fork. You shouldn't even have a fork. Those big forks, they shouldn't even make them. <laughs> they shouldn't even make those big forks. Whoever made those big forks should get stuck in his ass with one. Because <laughs> you stick the you stick the meat with that, and all, all you're doing juices. is come running out. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to do that. You want tongs, right? Something like tongs or, or a spatula or something mm-hmm. like that. But you don't want to use a fork for any kind of, of cooking. Yeah. You know, inside or outside. The, the forks are no no. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and a tip for the chicken. Tip for the chicken. Uh, boneless, skinless chicken is a lot easier and quicker. Some people have problems with chicken because of the bones and you know, um, and the timing and all that. Remember what I was saying about the hot zones? Well, the chicken is one that is like as soon as you, you put it on there for a minute or two, flip it for a minute or two, and then you immediately want to move that to the, to the outskirts where it's the, the, not as hot because that's if it's the bone in so that the inside can get done before the outside does. Otherwise, if you leave it in the hot zone, it's going to look so good on the outside, and then you're going to buy into it, it's going to be raw and bloody, and that's not good. That's not a good look. cocktail. Right, that's not a good look. <clears throat> but also, to make it easier, another tip, what you could do, if you have bone-in chicken, nobody says, there's, there's no law that says you have to serve it whole. You know what I'm saying? You can cut it up, especially the breast. The breast, you know, sometimes will cut in half, and sometimes you can cut into thirds. You know, same thing with uh, with thighs. Um, legs and wings uh, typically aren't any problem. It's the thighs and the breast, the ones that give people the most problems with the bone. And that's a good trick to, to uh, alleviate that. Just cut that piece of chicken in half, and then that also works out good if you have kids. And if you don't, if you got grown-ups, no problem. They just have, you know, more pieces. Right. They just have. They take two pieces to, get, you know, to get the same effect of one. But, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. And the meat, you know, is uh, is done a lot easier. And hey, there you go. Cut it up. And the advantage of cutting it first, and you get more marinade and flavor in. Yes. Uh, let's see here. 
Number eight is damn near a repeat of number seven. Yeah, that's why I just skipped it. Okay. And ten, when they talking about taking a break. Right? Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, and this is tempting, I know, because I love food right off the grill. <laughs> I love the meat right off the grill. Mm-hmm. But it's for still it to take bubbling. It, yes, but to to for it to be at its best, it needs a little bit of a rest period, which is fine because. You don't want to serve that to anyone anyway because it's too hot and, you know, people can hurt themselves or whatever. So you want to let it rest a little bit and because uh, it's still cooking for one and then the juices and everything. If you if you bite into it or cut into it immediately, then all that juice runs out and then the meat kind of dries out a little bit. And it's a lot juicier if you let it rest first. So I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but you let the ju- because the cooking process, all the juices are coming to the surface, and you want to let it reabsorb into the flesh. That's right, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that takes care of our uh, mostly ten essential uh, grilling tips you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> he did that whole thing without a chef's hat. <laughs> Shiznit listeners are now ready for summer to begin. <laughs> Summertime. All right. So now we're going to talk about the blockbusters, the movies, our entertainment for the summer. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are the ones that are considered the must-see films by the critics. Okay. Let's see here. Um, some of these have already uh, premiered or debuted. They started up, and, 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 yeah, and and, and uh, started in May. So we got the first one up is Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I happen to have seen that, and I did think it was good. I, mm-hmm. I like the I like the first Avengers better, mm-hmm. but uh, it was still good. I still enjoyed it. There was a, a couple of little things I had a problem with. Um, I don't want to give out any spoilers because. People could still see this, so <laughs> I'm not going to say the things that I have problems with. But it wasn't anything like super major. Mm. So did you uh, did you check that out, D? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. What'd you think of it? It was loud. <laughs> you sound like a grumpy old man. <laughs> Sorry, my dad. <laughs> it was too loud. <laughs> That's my dad. I stopped I taking him to the movie. I couldn't <laughs> shout to my friends. <laughs> and my friends couldn't hear me when I shout during the movie because the movie was so loud. <laughs> uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, like a, a funnier version of Transformers. Um, hmm. It had a, uh, like uh, it was like a lot of a lot of Joss Whedon uh, cuteness, a lot uh-huh. of uh, a lot of. I, I, one of the things I, I didn't uh, care for, I thought it had certain characters like Tony Stark. He's he's got the the smirky, uh, you know, witty uh, banter thing down. I just didn't buy it when it was coming from Captain America. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought I thought that the, too many of the characters sounded the same. You know, they sounded like they were each. Uh, they each had the same type of uh, little snarkiness, little uh, little smirkiness. Mm. Uh, when it's just like they not not really. Uh, but you know, overall, uh, as a as far as popcorn movies go, it was fun, and uh, there was a um, <laughs> there was. A <laughs> 
it, it, it was it was fun. It was uh, it, it was enjoyable. I mean, you know, take your little take your kitties out and and uh, destroy their minds with. Uh, <laughs> you, you didn't see it though, Charlie Bill, right? No, okay. I haven't seen any of these movies. Okay, I'm not really a movie person. If you haven't figured that out, you yet. know, right. I, I, I was I was beginning to suspect. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a movie person. She's not a TV person. <laughs> she's just a music person. Mm. Okay, um, next up we got Mad Max Fury Road. I have not seen this movie. I do want to see this, though. It has very good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I will see this because of Tom Hardy, my future husband. Ah, mm. ah. <laughs> Is he the star of it? Yes. Tom Hardy? Mm. Yes, he, for those of you who don't know Tom He's Hardy. He's the star of everything. He was <laughs> Bane. <laughs> Oh, oh, I remember you talked about Bang. Yeah, yeah, and how dare they cover his beautiful face. That was a waste of That was the character. Ooh, fuck that. Then <laughs> hire an ugly guy. Exactly. If he's going to be in a mouth call the damn time. How about just hiring the best actor? <laughs> Whatever. The waste. Of, that was a waste of male pulchritude in that. <laughs> All right, then. And uh, we have the remake Poltergeist. Oh, Caroline, <laughs> they're here. Yeah, uh, there's. A, I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to do a remake, I think there's certain things that you're kind of obligated or should be obligated to include in a remake, like like the Caroline. Like you need that character. You need her saying Carol. I mean, that's well, like that was the Exorcist, right? What was the exorcist? The the little woman that was saying uh, Carol Ann. No, that, was the that was Poltergeist. Oh, that was a Poltergeist. Oh, okay. That's why I'm okay. talking about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But she, I mean, even I knew that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, like the little woman who was like trying to get the spirit out of the house. The one who was, uh, uh, oh God. Uh, but she was the one that they hired to get the, the, the ghost out of the house. Um, was she the one who said Carol Ann? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I meant when I said The Exorcist. Uh, I was talking about. You think it's the same woman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they don't have that. Mm-hmm. It appears from the trailer, and they also um, they don't have the little woman. They don't have anyone saying Carol Ann. And what was the other thing? Um, there was another catchphrase too. Oh, they're here. Yeah. They're here. Yeah. I don't. I don't hear the little girl saying that. I think she kind of said it, but mm-hmm. she didn't like sell it like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little girl from the Poltergeist. Mm. So is this a remake of the same episode, or is this supposed to be a new episode in the same... Right, right. I think it's a remake of the same one. Oh, I want... Cause I, rewind. I want that Mad Max. Is that a, a, is that a, a sequel, or is that a remake? I think it's a continuation. A continuation. Of, okay. Of, that's, that's what I read on Wikipedia, that it's uh, it's like part four in the, uh, okay. in the series. But Do you I, need I, to I, watch the other ones to know what's going on in this one? I don't think so, but I, I don't know. I, I've never seen. Uh, I've never seen any of the uh, right because I haven't either. But I want to see this yeah, one. Yeah, I tried to watch the other ones and couldn't get mm-hmm. through it. So, um, but um, yeah, uh, 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 Poltergeist. What we're talking about, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, Caroline. Mm. They're here. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Oh, I, I yeah, the thing I was wondering is like you know everyone in Poltergeist is dead now. I think uh, in the original. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so Ooh. let's see if the Poltergeist cult, uh, curse uh, holds on. Right. <laughs> I ain't going to see like that. They filmed it over at Indian burial ground too. We'll start some oh. pools. Start yeah. some pools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then they up uh, next. They say uh, you don't want to miss Tomorrowland. 
Um, I can't confirm or deny this. I've heard nothing but because <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> I've heard nothing but pans about this. So. Pans like yeah. like yeah. thumbs down. Yeah, yeah. He got a real low score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, from what I could gather, it, it it seemed too much of a kid movie for any adult to really be into, and not that great of a kid movie either. Yeah, well, it was right. it wasn't kiddie enough for uh, uh, kids, and wasn't adult enough for, for adults. adults. Yeah, got stuck with a tweener there. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Grown-up horror movies, uh, we also have the third installment of the Insidious franchise, which I am a fan of. The first two are awesome. Um, number one is really, really, really good. Well, that's that's my thing about uh, the horror movies. Uh, the, the sequels are automatically inferior because... With horror movies, a big part of it is the premise. The, the premise and it being a new premise. Mm-hmm. And once you have the new premise and you do a sequel, well, you know it's going to happen, right? To some extent. What, 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 so it takes it takes something away from it. But number two was so it was one of the best sequels, and the, definitely probably I would say it's the best horror sequel I've ever seen. Now, what, what now? Which one was this? Insidious. What was what was that about? Insidious is the one about. Uh, these people do astral projection, like these. This little, hmm. the the son, the man and his son. They like are doing. They find out that they can astral project. They're hmm. doing it and didn't know that they could do it or whatever. Oh, okay. and, and then like the little boy gets trapped in like this outer world or something mm-hmm. with these spirits and stuff. It's it's crazy. It's hmm. like really. It's really. It's a really good franchise. That sounds like something I should watch. Yeah, yeah. There's a really good franchise. So. Okay. What's next? He's Inside Out. No, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Now is this now is this a, a sequel or a remake? Cause I I don't know. It uh it looks like a remake. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, I want to see it. There's certain movies I kind of give a pass to mm-hmm. for the the remakes mm-hmm. because the technology yeah. gets so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can and, see that. Yeah, and so this is one of them where yeah. it looks like it looks CGI fucking awesome. can actually yeah. add to it. Yes, yeah. it looks so awesome. Yeah, that's a that's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy that's uh, the lead in this one. Okay, um, can't think of his name. Chris something is Chris, Chris something. I think I think every 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 star now his name Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something it's a good bet <laughs> chris christopher christoph christine uh then for the kitties we got uh inside out i'm not familiar with that but it's pixar but it's pixar so it's probably awesome they they continually do awesome stuff for kids and minions is that Pixar as well? Is that a sequel to the uh, to the Despicable, Despicable Me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, which was it's a like great the, movie. The I love Despicable Me. You, you saw Despicable I Me? I did. I thought it was. Wait, so wait stop cute. the presses. Charlie's Bell saw a movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I loved it. I wow. Loved it. So okay. Cute. Well, uh, so uh, give it, fill us in on uh, Despicable Me. Uh, what, what was uh, what was so cute about it? These little girls just melted this this villain's heart. They turned him around. Oh, just... oh. <laughs> well, his, yeah, his little side characters were so popular that they got their own spinoff yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> they got good agents. Kind of like the flying monkeys getting their own shit. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Marvel uh, got another uh, installment with uh, Ant-Man. Ah, yes, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. 
It looks like it looks like they've uh, varied it from uh, uh, the comic book a, a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because uh, Ant Man, uh, he was he was actually he was actually one of the original Avengers. Um, yeah. And, well, Ant Man, he from what I remember of him, he had a lot of different incarnations, and he changed a lot, mm-hmm. and he had like the yellow jacket, and mm-hmm. had a lot of different names. Yeah. And, yeah, he was, was uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, <laughs> his wife was uh, Janet Pym, and uh, she was the wasp. The wasp, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I think she was—I think she was a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Uh, but <laughs> but but later on, they made her uh, uh, Eurasian. Um, uh, uh, kind of global like, marketing. Yeah, kind of like Emma Stone in uh, Aloha. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, uh, but it, it's not even Hank Pym uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the in this film, this uh-huh. incarnation, and he's the one that invented the shrinking technology and the giant technology. Okay, but in this one, somebody else invents it and gives it's, it to yeah. him. Yeah, so. and that's the that's the thing about comic books they they have so many different mm-hmm. uh, incarnations mm-hmm. and backstories mm-hmm. and versions. A lot of times, they just end up taking a, a mix, yeah. you know, an amalgam, and just kind of. You know, taking yeah. what they think works best on film yeah. out of this story and that story, and just piecing it together. Yeah, well, I, especially with the lesser known ones. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I, I used to be one of those sticklers for uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the details conti- of the, the continuity oh, yeah. of, of the characters. And I realized, you know, uh, comic books every every few years or so they blow up their universes right. and then create you know just make variations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the comic books that I read, the variations on the official character. Are more interesting because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to die. You don't know who's going to you know. You don't know who's going to turn evil. Uh, yeah. It's full of surprises. So I, I, I might check that out just you know so I keep my uh, nerd card up to date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I plan on checking it out. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man, all the Marvels. They haven't really disappointed me so far. Mm-hmm. The Marvels and the uh, uh, X Men franchise. Uh, Mister Holmes. I haven't even heard of that. I don't Mr. know what the, anything Holmes. about Mr. Holmes. You guys know anything about it? No. It's it's Ian McKellen as Sherlock as a Sherlock Holmes. Really? Oh. Uh-huh. Was, huh. is, is he like an older version? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's a, so Robert Downey Jr. got old. He's Sherlock, <laughs> he's Sherlock of a certain age. Oh, okay. He's a kinder, gentler, older uh, Sherlock Holmes. Well, if he's older, he's probably crankier. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think he'll be running around swinging from. Uh, uh, type roles and stuff mm-hmm. like Robert Downey Jr. was doing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm a ben- Benedict Cumberbatch uh, uh, fan of uh, a version of a Sherlock Holmes fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's well, that's how I first got to know him was, uh, through the uh, Sherlock Holmes. You know, when they right. film when they filmed Sherlock in um, in in England, uh, Sherlock is so popular there that they. They have like people are just uh, uh, it's like it's like rock stars. Mm. Uh, they're just they're gathered around and they can't do anything. They can't they can't film anything without an audience now. Oh, wow! Because it, uh, that show is so popular over there. Wow! Pixels. Anybody heard of Pixels? Mm-mm. Is that some sort of? Oh wait, uh, uh, that's I think that is this. It's got it's Adam Sandler and Kevin James right. in it, so yeah. that's definitely a oh, okay. Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised the critics got this as a blockbuster. Really, mm. that you can't, shouldn't miss. Really, mm. okay. Well, uh, I mean, 
uh, Adam Sandler brings people in. You know, he can. He the first week, first week of an Adam Adam Sandler film brings people in. Really? Since he, since the two thousands? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Really? Yeah. He still he still has a fan base. Hmm. Southpaw sounds like some kind of boxing movie. Oh, never oh, heard of, God. Heard of I, it, I did, I did. Oh, it, it is. It is a boxing movie. Boxing drama yeah. Southpaw. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were. Uh, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were doing the commercials for it during the uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was one of those things that made me realize that seven out of ten boxing f- uh, films uh, feature stories about white boxers. <laughs> <laughs> Only seven out of ten. I know. <laughs> that sounds low. I thought, it was, right. I thought it was ten out of ten, but then I remembered there was Hurricane, there right. was Ali, and uh, there's another one that I can't think of off the top of my head. Right. But uh, yeah, it, it's and and I think I think of the uh, when when black people play boxers, they're usually based on real characters. Right. Right. Um, right. Like they, they begrudgingly have to acknowledge the reality <laughs> that, that boxing is not dominated by white men anymore. <laughs> it's like since the 1950s. I mean, boxers are either – well, shit, now boxers are mostly uh, – uh, Latino. Latino, yeah. 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 Although you you will have a brother here or there. Yeah, uh, or Eastern European. Eastern Euro- – <laughs> yes, I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there, there's a wasn't there uh, like uh, the Rocky uh, franchise has had one where um, uh, Michael B. Jordan plays uh, the son of, of uh, the son of uh, of uh, Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed, yeah, mm. yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's the Rocky franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that it has uh, Rocky's blessing. I think yeah, Sylvester so Stallone signed off on it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's. Uh, Something I heard that's in development. I don't know if it's being shot yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, basically Michael B. Jordan is is playing Apollo Creed's son as a mm-hmm. boxer. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that if it mm-hmm. comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and we got up. Uh, we got uh, Mission Impossible. Not a fan of this mm-hmm. franchise, only mm-hmm. because um, it's a disappointment to me. It, it's mm-hmm. it's just another it's another spin on uh, 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 James Bond mm-hmm. and. What made Mission Impossible um, special to me was the the team. The team, yeah, exactly. it was all about the team. And yeah. so when the movie started coming out, and it's just all about Ethan Hawke, and I'm like, "Where's the team?" I thought it was Tom Cruise. Well, he plays Ethan. That's, that's the character's name. Oh, oh. No, Ethan Hawke is an actor. Oh yeah, um, Ethan, Ethan. but Ethan, Ethan. The name of the character is Ethan something. Yeah, Ethan uh, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, Tom Cruise plays Ethan, whatever the the title character. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's all about him, you know, another Jason Bourne, uh, James Bond kind of thing, you know, super spy. Right. And I really would like to see, you know, uh, somebody do a Mission Impossible when it's like the team because it was just so cool when they would, you Work know, together. All, all, yeah, they would, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like kind of like a con and the sting all right, rolled into right, one, right, you know. Right. That was like ah. Oh, well, usually Peter Graves was in the background in the uh, Mission Impossible TV show, right? And everybody else was was doing something, right? Uh, right. He was he, like the he was like the maestro. He was yeah. like you know. Yeah, because he still has the team. It's just that they uh, they're all in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the background, and Ethan, Ethan is yeah. in the front, in yeah. the foreground. Yeah. Oh, dear God. I don't know. I can't see. 
put in good money, good American currency to see Tom Cruise carry anything. But that's just me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Sumner Red, Redstone had the same um, problem. I think he, he let uh, Cruise out of his contract with uh, Paramount a few years ago. Hmm. Huh. But, uh, I always hey, feel like there's going to be like subliminal Scientology messages <laughs> in anything that Tom Cruise does. Like. <laughs> or it could be overt, like yeah. uh, when uh, uh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah, um, John Travolta. John Travolta does it. It could just be right in your face. Right, right. <laughs> okay, uh, we got Fantastic Four, another superhero movie. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan plays, plays uh, the Human Torch. Yeah. The, All right, the, I'm ready the, for that. Uh, yeah, he's the he's the. Uh, brother of sue storm he's the brother he's the brother <laughs> and i'm, I'm kind of curious at how they explain that um he's clearly adopted yeah you know uh, or foster brother or some shit like that yeah. what else could it be um well some, sometimes uh sometimes they make him a biological so uh, people can light themselves on fire but they can't have interracial <laughs> siblings in this futuristic yeah. world we can imagine superhuman powers but not interracial well, siblings in the, in, well in the comic book they're, they're uh, brother and sister they're biological brother right. and sister I'm just right. saying we're suspending <laughs> a disbelief on so many other levels yeah. well there's some things we have to we have to hold them accountable for. right <laughs> but uh, apparently he gives a good performance so uh, that's what he does yeah I think he's uh, I think he's um Oh, who else? Because I know the first two Fantastic Fours weren't were, were not were anything but fantastic. Um, they were pretty terrible, uh, but this one's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have the Compton. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know which one Charlie Bell's looking forward to. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Compton. Well, you know, I'm going to the premiere for this one. Of so. course you are. You went to the party. Why not the premiere? Yeah, yeah. really. Straight out of Compton. My, my, my uncle and grandfather had an auto yeah, Thanks for getting us tickets, by the way. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's funny. It says cinematically sound biopic for the 20 to 30 demographic. Really? 20s? Are they? I mean, I guess I guess they're going to be. This is, maybe this is to renew or interest or to. You know, in, well, twenty to thirty is always the demographic that the advertisers shoot for. <laughs> so. Right, but I'm just saying, what do they know about NWA? Is this to teach them about NWA? Because I'm not thinking it's not their nostalgia movie; it's our nostalgia movie. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying that they they're not they're not going to say that they're targeting forty year olds. It wouldn't have gotten made. Well, obviously, I'm you know just, what I mean? so. I'm just saying. I wonder if they think that twenty to thirty people are do they do they have just enough familiarity with nwa that they're going to be attracted to this or is this well, going to be the well, introduction they, i guess well, they, is what I'm well, asking. They, well they do know dr dre and ice cube uh they, they, they pretty much grew up <laughs> it's like this is ice cube before he started making family films right, <laughs> right. and uh you know dr they're gonna dre- be like this is the guy from are we almost there <laughs> <laughs> like riley would say ice cube ain't that that nigga make them family movies <laughs> And then, uh, but uh, right, so that's a summer chock a block of blockbusters. That's right. Go out and see them. <laughs> yeah, so I got three comic book. I got two comic book movies to go. One down and two to go. And Jurassic Park is kind of sci-fi. I, I, I am. Uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. 
All right, Charlie Bill, go ahead and uh, tell us about our, our reader's question of the week. Average right. guy question of the week. Hashtag ask the average guy. Todd and Ashley go to college together. Todd chased behind Ashley for almost a year before she finally agreed to go on a date with him. They dated for the entire five-month spring semester. Todd finally had the girl he wanted. Over the summer, she invites him back to where she's from to meet her parents. And... Her two-year-old daughter he didn't know existed. <laughs> the first thing Todd does after he leaves to go back home is tell Ashley he doesn't want to see her anymore. Is Todd wrong for breaking it off with Ashley, who he was supposedly crazy about? Is Ashley wrong for withholding some major info about herself? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> we'll start with you, Charlie Bill. I think they're in college. Any mm-hmm. expectation that the relationship is going to last past college <laughs> is, to- I mean, totally ridiculous. That's like, the end of the week. Right. <laughs> I mean, college is for dating around and, you know, enjoying yourself. I mean, obviously people fall in love in college and have relationships that extend beyond it, but that's the exception, I think. Hey, I, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> if, you know, from, from what I understand, taking uh, someone home to meet the parents is a pretty big step. So, um, if if you're gonna do that, if you're going to say, "Hey, you know, I I like you enough, or love you enough, or whatever," to take you home to meet the parents, I should I should let you know that something, you know, that there is that there's a two year old uh, at home waiting for me, and that that should I, I think that should have been something that uh, he found out after the first or second date that uh, that she. Uh, I mean, just even she could have just casually brought it up in conversation. Uh, it's not that it's not that big a deal, you know, for people to have children. It is uh, in college. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> well, apparently yeah. it's not that big of a deal for her because he was with her for five months and didn't know the kid existed. So yeah. clearly, the parents at home taking care of it, it wouldn't like it wouldn't. It's not like it's going to infringe on his lifestyle or mm-hmm. something. Well, it would if they extended their relationship beyond college. Right, right. So, that's. I mean, know. I think a lot of women with kids, especially a very young woman mm-hmm. who already probably doesn't have. A lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's always a difficult thing to introduce the fact that you have children. Mm-hmm. Some people handle it better than others, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, or well, worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this goes back to what I always say about how it's difficult to, you know, to uh, divulge that those things that are that are I guess can be considered negatives or deal breakers or whatever when you're in a relationship, but eventually you do have to bring it up. You know, right. in five months is. I couldn't tell you when the approach is definitely a lot closer to what Damon said than what than the five minutes, the, the five months than like surprise, yeah. you know, it's much closer to the, you know, a second, third date kind of thing than it is to that. Um, so, but a lot of women or parent, not just women, men too, don't want to even discuss it until they feel like that they're going to be in a serious relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you can't know that for quite a while. Yeah. I think you can't, but, man, I don't know about, I'm not, not saying it's right. It. You, you, maybe you don't want to discuss it, but you kind of need to. I mean, well, that's something where you, you know you say, "Listen, um, yeah, some people don't want to bring their, their their child into the relationship, but you know that's if you know if he, if he if she's taking the the guy to meet her parents, right? Then she's obviously you know uh, it's obvious he's obviously a bigger deal to her 
than um than uh you know than just somebody that she's casually dating. Mm, yes and, and no. I think that meeting the parents doesn't mean the same thing in college. Like I definitely you know, introduce my parents to guys I was dating mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily intend to marry, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I, it's, it's more than casual, but I don't think it means the same as when you're, you know, considering marriage, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, and even, even so, I mean, that's just not something that you pop on somebody. It's <laughs> 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 like, you know, surprise. Well, I think that we're all in agreement that the guy isn't wrong for, for leaving. That's mm-hmm. his choice. He's definitely right. within his rights to say mm-hmm. this is a deal breaker for me, especially at that age. Yeah. And, uh, right. And, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. It, it's fair to say it's not something he wanted. Um, but, you know, perhaps if she had said something earlier, he might have reconsidered. I was going to say, it's mm-hmm. possible that... It could be the fact that she didn't say anything mm-hmm. more th- so than the kid. Yeah. You know, it could be the fact that, here, I am going home to meet your parents, and we've been together five months, and you never mentioned you had a kid. Yeah. Like, that could be, you know, because a lot of people consider that lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't. What's well, a lie uh, of omission? But uh, I guess uh, that is you know, kind of beyond the, like I said, the reasonable amount of time, but I don't necessarily consider it lying, but I, I don't consider it right either. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I could, I could definitely see why, he, how he could feel some kind of way about it as they say. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't, don't think Ty was right. And, uh, I do kind of think that, uh, Ashley was a little bit wrong. Yeah. So that pretty much, that's it. <laughs> so says the uh, so says the court of uh, Dino Red. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> All right. Now, what's the child's name? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't, was it approved by the board? <laughs> You've got mail. Okay, so um, let's start with Damon. We're going to start with Damon, and I want you to go ahead and go ahead and plug your event. Oh, yeah, yes, that. And then we're going to have Charlie uh, Bell plug Pip Lily's event. On uh, Tuesday, June 9th at the Odyssey Theater on, uh, on, um, on um, Sepulveda in between Olympic and Santa, Bar- Santa Monica uh, at 8 o'clock. Um, I will be performing in the Best of the Best Monologue Festival from the Neo Ensemble Theater. Um, it's a uh, it's twelve dollars. You get a nice show. Uh, our our friend D Honey is in it also, and along with uh, several other talented actors. And uh, we also have snacks afterwards. Oh, uh, good snacks! <laughs> free snacks. Yeah. Hey. We have wine. So, uh, if you're not doing anything, come on out. You uh, just buried the lead. Okay. <laughs> Free wine. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to post it on the Shiznit, uh, uh, Shiznit uh, page? page. Yes. All right. Because there's a number that you can make reservations on, on that one. Okay, cool. Okay, and... Um Charlie Bell, uh, Pip gave us a wealth of information. So, I see it. Yeah, let's just let's stop at... Um, once he once you read the alumni, okay. then you can stop there. So gay marriage is here. The, so I'm sorry. 
Friend of the show, Pip Lily, is starring in a show, Armageddon. And it's all about gay marriage is here. Get scared, straights. Gay marriage <laughs> just passed in the U.S. And when a straight couple runs to escape the gay's evil agenda, they find out who the real sinners are. The original musical was specifically developed for our Hollywood stage addressing issues of acceptance, tolerance, and equal rights. Armageddon premieres on – oh, this was yesterday – Oh, so it premiered yesterday, but it runs weekly through August 15th at Second City, so every Saturday. Yeah, at Pip, Second but City. Pip Lily wants to make it clear he's only going to be in the next three performances. So. Okay, so but see it you soon. Can still, you can still see it, but you just won't see Pip Lily. So see it soon, but if you don't get to see it in the next three, you can still go see it. Right, so that Saturday is at 8 p.m. through August 15th, but get in before the end of June to see our friend Pip. That's right. And that's at the Second City Hollywood Theater at 6560 Hollywood Boulevard, 90028. And that's at secondcity.com, 323-464-8542. All right. And tickets are 10 bucks for that. Okay. And uh, friend of the show, Baylor the Great, I've never mentioned him before because – Actually, I didn't know that he wrote. He, I didn't even know that he listened to the show. I, I know of Baylor the Great because he's kind of like he's basically he's basically the male version of Lady Row. He supports a lot of black podcasts. I know he listens to excuse me, um, the Black Astronauts and IDS and uh, some other friends of the show. And when I listen to their shows, I hear him interacting, you know, with feedback and whatnot. He's even been on some of their shows before. Uh, been skyped in and whatnot, and he's local. He's right from here in L.A. And I was like, "Dude, you from L.A.? You don't ride with the Shiznit? What's up with that?" He was like, and he sent me a, a screenshot of his uh, of his playlist, and he and it had us on there. I was like, "Oh, cool! I didn't know you listened, man, because you never. What's up? You talk to everybody else. You never give us feedback." He was like, "Oh, you want feedback? Say no more." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you did right. I want feedback." <laughs> so appreciate that. He uh, so he played along with the, and and this is for all you guys out there. Um, I don't say this. I have to remember to say to invite you guys to do this. But whenever we do things like. We did our, our theme songs for our lives, whatever. Feel free to write in or tweet in or text in or, you know, leave a comment on our on our, our Facebook page, whatever, what your theme song for your life would be. I mean, we want to hear that stuff from you guys, too, and I, I'm sorry for not uh, stressing that more. But I'm telling you now, and I'll try to remember in the future to include you guys in that. But so Baylor the Great, or BTR as he's called, he uh, he submitted his theme song as uh, Tupac to live and die in L.A. All right. So uh, yeah, bug <laughs> life. And then he uh, he sent in another another tweet about the show. Uh, he said, "Y'all just gonna talk about titty nipples and 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 dry vag?" <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> yeah, man, we do that on this show. Somebody got to talk about you it. You know what I'm saying? The dry swaggy P ain't no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, shout out to shout out to BTR, shout out to LL, shout out to uh, uh, Tara Lynn and uh, her blog, Digging Discography, uh, Miss Honeyflower, all our all of our super fans out there, uh, and our number one super friend, super fan, uh, Chad Samuel Jr. Give it up, give it up um, for our Facebook editor extraordinaire. 
appreciate all of you guys for riding with us like you do. And all of those who out there, all you other people who ride with us all the time and don't uh, communicate with us, we wish you would. But uh, we appreciate you for riding with us just the same. And uh, don't forget to share the show. Uh, share it with uh, your friends, family, loved ones. Turn somebody on to the Shiznit Show. And uh, Charlie Bell and the Weasel will not be here next week. They're leaving me all by myself. Oh, really? And uh, so I will be holding it down. I got some special guests coming in to help me hold it down. Angelique Jackson and Tati B of Back to Reality will be here to help me hold it down while my crew is doing their thing. All right. So uh, with that, for Charlie Bell, for David the Weasel Stanford, I'm Dito Red. Holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.